Blog Talk Radio. Another one is volume three, Viva Fidel, the mixtape. Check it out. Viva Fidel. What's going on? What's going on? What's up? How are you today? Peace. I'm good. How you doing, Ev? I'm good. This is Natalie from Rap Fanatic Magazine tuning in to Viva Fidel Revolutionary Radio. Excited about spending some time with you today. That's good. I'm glad you tuned in. I'm glad you checked in with me. Big up to rapfanatic.com. Let's you get see it busy. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, we have a special guest coming in um, to the show. I don't know if he's in yet. Yeah, I think um, he's on the line now. The yes, editor. sir. All what's right. good? What's good, people? You know I'm here. <laughs> Word. Messiah and Y representing Rap Fanatic Magazine, the editor-in-chief. Holla at your boy. Holla. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, first, before we get into the, the actual interview, I just want to talk about um, Rap Fanatic and what it is as a magazine and kind of your vision behind um, the future of the magazine. What do you want to do, Messiah? Well, Rap Fanatic, people got to understand, Rap Fanatic started all out from from the streets, basically. And what we noticed was that there was a, a lack of of competition, let's say, in this, in this magazine industry. You only had maybe two or, ma- two or three major um, urban-orientated magazines mm-hmm. that catered to us, and we just felt like we weren't being properly represented in that light, um, you know, competition breeds breeds actual good product. So we mm-hmm. felt that by introducing ourselves into the market, not only would we be pushing uh, a good product ourselves, we would be inspiring competition to step their game up because we're noticing that there's a lot of artists that aren't getting the proper light that mm-hmm. they deserve. And this is in hip-hop, this is in R&B, this is in a bunch of facets of, of our music. And we felt it was it was more than enough time for them to yeah. get their time to shine. So yeah. we decided to focus on a magazine that would not only highlight the major artists, but would also highlight the independent up-and-coming artists as well, our future, basically. Word. Yeah. Can't be mad at that. Um, and I became a, what am I, freelance? <laughs> yes, Natalie's one of our best freelance writers. <laughs> um, I, I got excited about the magazine for the, the similar reasons because, um, actually, I was working with an artist, and uh, I met Masai and a couple of other people that were involved um, at an event, and it was just an instant connection. And you rarely, rarely see people that down-to-earth and cool that are involved in the industry, per se. Um, and when I was given the opportunity to write, it was just an honor because they give a voice to, like you said, artists that normally wouldn't be heard on that the level, you know, because there's a lot of exposed different means of exposure for independent artists, but Rap Fanatic is national. Um, and to be able to have a voice for artists that are trying to come out on a national level is so respected and excellent, and I'm very, very glad to be a part of it. So thanks, Masai. No problem. We're glad to have you, Matt. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So um, we look forward to your vision um, happening and you know, we're down here, Rev, uh, Viva Fidel Revolutionary Radio. And is there anything you want to say on behalf of Rap Fanatic overall? Oh, definitely. I want anybody who might be listening right now to log on to www.rapfanatic.com. That's where you'll get all the info and, mm-hmm. and um, 
you'll get an idea of what kind of magazine we are, and you'll get to see all your favorite artists. You can join up. It's an interactive site, so anybody who who decides to can interact with us, send your, send your demos, send your videos, send your bios, send your articles, send anything you can. If you're hungry and you want to make it in, in whatever it is you're pursuing, whether it be hip-hop, R&B, fashion designing, we also highlight up-and-coming fashion designers, um, yes. Just feel free to hit us. Rapfanatic.com is your outlet to to reach that mass audience that that you want to reach. So definitely stay in touch with us. We will hit you back. Like Matt said, we're very down to earth. We are not in industry people. We are very industry <laughs> type of individuals. In, in so, the streets type of yes, people. <laughs> yes, we are in the streets for real, for real. So <laughs> holla at us anytime, and and we will definitely get back to you. No stunting on this side, y'all. Beautiful. And the magazine, just real quick, is based in New York. But it's based in New York, but it is national. We are bi-monthly, meaning we come out every two months. We have Rick Ross on our cover right now, Bun B on the other side. We are the only rap magazine with a flip cover. So that's how you'll be easily recognizable. And that's revolutionary. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. And it's black-owned. I must say that just for the record. <laughs> it's a black-owned company. And that's so important. And that's 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 what it's really all about at the end of the day. And that's revolutionary too. <laughs> Thanks, Usai. We appreciate your your energy today, and uh, we're going to continue with this excellent radio show. And we'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> all right. Thank you to y'all. Shout out to y'all, and keep doing y'all thing. Hey, peace, Usai. Thanks for checking in for show. No doubt, family. Peace. All right. So, um, Viva Fidel. Um, First of all, I have to say that was an excellent intro. It got me super excited about listening to your music and what? speaking with you as an artist. Um, so if you feel ready, we can go ahead and get at it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Absolutely. Okay, first and foremost, Viva Fidel. Tell us the meaning behind your name. I'm so interested in that. Um, Out the gate, out the womb, I should say, out of Heaven's Gate, I was named Fidel. That's my born name. That's my birth mm-hmm. name. It's been mm-hmm. in my family um, for a couple generations now, and um, the Viva was attached um, as sort of a uh, pronunciation of mm-hmm. my immortality, mm-hmm. and you know, not only my immortality personally, but you know, some of the ideas that I represent, some of right. the ideas that I express. Um, Viva is a, a way of saying "long live." It's a mantra that right. people use to kind of salute um, Fidel Castro. They use the Viva Revolution to basically pronounce um, that we ain't going nowhere. Exactly. And that that, that the revolution ain't going nowhere. And, you know, it would would be televised and on the streets and living next door to you and all kind of stuff. So it's an ongoing process, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, um, that's one of the other things that, you know, I have to uh, constantly express um, mm-hmm. and, and some of the definitions of a lot of things that we put out there is that, you know, it's an ongoing process. Like in hip-hop, we take on names. We take on stage names, titles, uh, alter ego names. You know, we go through a lot of different evolutionary definitions in hip-hop. And, you know, I went through a lot of those different titles and attributes and names and MC, whatever, what have you, and it came back around to my born name, to my birth name. So it's another way of you know, thanking my parents. <laughs> wow. So connecting long living, but also, you know, re- giving respect to the past. That's right. Definitely, definitely revolutionary. <laughs> okay. Um, well, how would you label yourself as an artist overall? Well. Such a gen- such a big question, but. Yeah. And as an artist overall, um, I guess I would have to say that I'm one of those artists that's more than an artist, like mm-hmm. outside of my creative space and outside of the art that I do, um, I'm involved in a lot of other things that feed into my creative expressions and my artistic expressions. So I'm the kind of artist that's kind of um, really rooted in mm-hmm. the community, really rooted in the people, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I understand that my art is really for a bigger cause, it's for a bigger mm-hmm. principle. So I'm, you know, I'm a messenger. I'm, I like to describe my music as healthy hip-hop music. You know, it's revolution mm, like in that. action. It's revolution in progress, but it's also 
um, it's just good music. I'm a good poet. You know what I'm saying? And so right. I describe it in a lot of different basic ways um, because really you don't need to get dressed up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's very basic, and it's 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 a continuation of the of the freedom struggle mm-hmm. or the freedom expressions that you know I grew up listening to from you know from the Marvin Gaye to the Stevie Wonder's to the Donny mm-hmm. Hathaways and you know the the Gil Scotts and I consider hip hop to be you know, the extension of all of that revolutionary expression that was going on anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to extend Chuck D. I'm trying to extend Brother J. I'm trying to extend Wise Intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the people that I grew up on. So it's just a continuous thing. That's all. Okay. Okay. So let's get, I like that term, healthy hip-hop music. Word. Can you, can you, you know, elaborate on what that means? As a absolutely. Absolutely. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same as... When you walk into the grocery store and there mm-hmm. is an organic section, <laughs> and then you walk on the other side and there's a candy section, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know my music and the way that I I kind of conceptualize what I do mm-hmm. um, is based on trying to feed the thoughts and, and kind of provoke some thoughts in, in mm-hmm. the listener and trying to actually like challenge some of the things that we've been made to believe, mm-hmm. partly through media, partly through music, partly through hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, but um, to be able to kind of present that challenge. And that's all like the health-conscious movement is or the, or the alternative medicine movement right. is. It's a, it's a challenge to what we've been trained to believe and what we've been taught to think. And so, you know, it's, it's on the same line of, of offering some balance, some vegetables right. in the midst of, you know, the fast food, hip-hop, and the fast food, you know, because I said, damn, you know, they got a different genre of hip-hop dropping every other month and shit, you know what I'm saying? It's right. Snap music, it's crunk music, it's hyphy music, it's whatever, you know what right. I'm saying? Uh, screwed and chopped or whatever you want to do now, you can do it with hip-hop because it's so much of a phenomenal, mm-hmm. encompassing culture, like we got room for everybody in here, exactly. you know what I'm saying? And so... I'm like, you know, well, we need to make some room for the medicine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Cause that's, we, that's we, true. We hurting out here. We dying out here. And, yeah. you know, hip-hop is a, is a, is a great reflection of, of a lot of the ills and the sicknesses and the mm-hmm. dis-ease in our community. So, you know, we got to start looking at the messages and the music and the mm-hmm. words that we put out as more than just music because, you know, I deal with young people a lot. And so I'm extra conscientious about the the effects that my words have you know, on the right. listeners. So when I'm making the music, like, I don't want to be remembered or studied as, like, somebody who's giving poison to people, you know? Right. Like, years right. down the line later on, I don't, I don't want it to be looked at like I was just doing something for some self-gratification because I wanted to seem like something I wasn't or something. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, like, I absolutely. wanted to really stand for a, a, a conscious growth and development, you know, mentally, physically, you know, spiritually, Militarily, all, all the way around, to be able to reflect something that's healthy and that's positive, and that's not to say that you know it's 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 um overall like complicated healthy. Right. <laughs> like, that's, you know, I was just gonna. Yeah, it's not complicated, and, and you know, like people have a fear of going to medical school because it's eight years of school. It's complicated. It's a it's hard work. Right. And so people, that's the same way people get turned off of mm-hmm. what's healthy for them or what's mm-hmm. good for them because they think it's hard work. You know, exercising, for example, is hard work. If you're consistent with it and you commit it to it, it can be hard work. And mm-hmm. discipline, you know, so on and so forth. So that's some of the things that, you know, we we kind of deal with and transfer through the music. And, you know, the music of hip-hop and the culture of hip-hop has gotten so much bigger than just the music now. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, the, it's the concept of actually creating that lifestyle behind the music to say, right, okay, well, this right. is a healthy hip-hop representation rather than this is a thug life representation of hip-hop. Right. You know, we, right. we know what that looks like in real life. People live that. They walk that. They don't exactly. just talk it on record. We know what that looks like when mm-hmm. it's walking down the street. We want to cross over the other side of the street. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to be able to kind of present Give it something as, else. Right. As a, and we and it's a lot of us that are living that healthy hip hop lifestyle, and we raising our babies on that healthy hip hop lifestyle. Mm, and point. you know, just wanted to be able to try to brand it a little bit and be able to create that lane for myself right. or for people like myself, I should say. Okay, and in reference to that, um, I like the organic um, connection to you know the organic and the candy you know areas in the grocery store, but a lot of people view that um as un that's that's as not fun, you know, and mm-hmm. something that they can't enjoy. What would you say to people who have that view about organic 
for per se um, healthy hip hop music. That it's not fun. You're absolutely right. And what I do tell them is that they've been taught the wrong things, and mm-hmm. we've been taught um, kind of in a, in, a, in a reverse, backwards kind of way that when we think what's good or what's maybe fun, you know, that's usually mostly mm, kind of the stuff that's not healthy for us. And, and, and we learn those things at a young age. Mm-hmm. And so I I like to express it as, you know, being able to offer that balance. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it might not be fun, but you know what? This balances out all the fun that you have. Right. And all all of the extra, extra unconcerned fun that you have in, you know, at right. the end of the day, we all got to um, not only live with ourselves, but we got to be able to take care of the people around us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a way to provide a balance to the fun. You know, mm-hmm. you can have your fun. I, I I like fun music. I like fun hip hop too. You know, yeah, I exactly. deal with fun. I deal with fun things in life every day. But <laughs> at the same time, um, I understand that I have to keep a certain balance as a as a man, as a person, as as a leader, as a teacher, as a, as a person who really is concerned about not only this thing called hip-hop, but that's just a small component of our people and our culture and our community. And so, you know, I, 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 that's a great question because I'm often faced with that because, like I said, I deal with young people, and you know they don't right. want it if it's not fun. They don't want it if it's not sugar-coated. Exactly. Like literally, you know what I'm saying? And so, that's what made me ask, exactly, yeah. the young So, you know, I have to explain it to them in terms of, you know, these are those vegetables that your mama told you you got to eat. Yeah, you eat the <laughs> other stuff, but yeah, those vegetables on your plate for a reason. You know, exactly. and they're play for a reason, and and it's and and that's something that you know it's a it's a certain wisdom that come along with mm-hmm. that balance, and just being mm-hmm. able to have that balance in your mental diet and your physical diet, you know, and that's really how I break down um, hip hop consumption to these young kids mm-hmm. in terms of their mental diet and the things that they taking in every day, mm-hmm. you know, and the things that they just overindulging in every day, but maybe not be stopping and thinking about, okay, wait a minute, is this good for me? You know, is this going to equal something good for me in the long run? Right. If I just keep eating this, keep eating this, keep eating right. this every day, how many years? Like, you know, when you put it in terms of food, people understand that because right. everybody loves to eat. Everybody got to eat. Everybody loves and got to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And um, I do work, I work with youth as well, and that made me think, um, you know, a lot of them don't grow up with this type of um, balance and nutrition, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up? Um, with such a positive environment, or is it something you had to kind of go in, you know, accept in your older years? Well, I I am definitely thankful for the environment that I was I was kind of reared in. It was definitely a a healthy, conscious environment, socially and politically uh, uh, progressive environment mm-hmm. that allowed me to see the bigger picture. You know what I mean? And as even as a young person, being able to see my part, my small little part in the bigger, 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 bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents were involved in a lot of different movements or okay. social causes in, in, in their day. And being young and being around that gave me a different sort of perception and sort of awareness, period. But, you know, as I often also tell a lot of the elders and a lot of the older people, you know, if it wasn't for hip-hop music, and the way we got it when we was coming up, you know, I, it would have took me a lot longer to develop certain things within me and, and, and around me. It would have took me a lot longer because we got a lot of powerful information in the early days of hip-hop, you know. Yeah. We got educated really, really, really on, on a lot of levels. Um, you know, hip-hop nice. was kind of like the the uh, motivator. You know, you want to learn more about what KRS-One talking about, you know, you got to hit them books. You want to learn more about what... Uh, those other guys are dealing with, you know, you got to hit them books. And that was sort of the way that I started to self-educate and kind of mm-hmm. self-empower, you know, through the inspiration of what I was learning in hip-hop, which, like I said, ain't nothing but an extension of what James Brown was talking about and what Sly and the Family Stone was talking about and so on and so right. forth and Bob Marley and so on and so forth. But that's part of the, also part of the ideas that was being um, put in me when I was young because my parents are, like, heavy into music and they, my father used to be in a band and, they just like had records okay. galore all over, so it was just like a music field house as well. You know, music and politics go great right. together. <laughs> nice. So you have the advantage of being rooted in the movement of music. Yeah, they named me you know, like they was for real. Always, always. <laughs> okay, so as a, as a type of artist that you are, that provides so much um, healthy hip hop music, I'll say. Do you look down on 
other artists who aren't necessarily doing that or even trying to come close to making you know this type what? of music? It's, that's another great question because it's, it's really time that we start uh, holding ourselves accountable. And mm-hmm. it is actually about to be time to start calling some people out. Um, yeah. Because we're in a dire situation, and it's, mm-hmm. and, and it's getting worse in the world, not just in hip-hop. And so right. we, we have to really look at it for what it's worth. I try not to um, um, come down on, on, you know, certain people. I actually talk to other, you know, artists that are in my circle and that are around me close enough. I actually, you know, I talk to them, and, and we build on situations as me from an organizer standpoint and them from a potential organizing tool standpoint. Right. Like a lot of these guys might not be um, committed on the ground to anything except for their music career. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. The other thing is, okay, with your music career, you do have a, a potential ability to influence and spread a message and reach certain people. And if and if artists like myself, if we're trying to educate the people, if we're trying to help the people and through our music trying to inspire and empower the people, then we need we need the, the either you're going to help us or you're going to hurt us, you know what I'm saying, as far as mm-hmm. the other artists go, that they might not be into it to that degree, but either you're going to help us help our people or you're in the way. And so, right, exactly. And so we, we have to really, like, critically look at um, the kind of burden and also mm-hmm. the responsibility that's, that's been placed on hip-hop, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's sort of a burden because um, we got this, this, this expectation with no direction. You know, right. people expect artists or rappers or, you know, the 50 cents of the world to say something, do something, right. represent something, stand for something, one day out your career, one day out your fame and fortune, just for the people, you know. Right, just give back. Yeah. You don't give and say something. Right. <laughs> something. A lot of artists will say that they are giving back, um, mm-hmm. but it's we, when we don't see it. And, and that is also very true. And that mm-hmm. is another reason why we can't um, – condemn or come down on each other because we ultimately have to work with each other. And so I don't want to isolate myself as a progressive or revolutionary artist and isolate myself from the people that I need to help or the people that I need to reach or the people that can help me get to the people that I need, which is mainly the babies, you know what I'm saying, mainly the kids who are, you know, misled and, you know, shit, basically caught up in what the mainstream hype is, but at the same time, you know, our kids are not dumb, and our and our kids can be reached, they can be educated, they can be motivated and inspired to do great things, and so we just got to remember that as adults, you know what I'm saying? So I just talk to other artists, other companies, I talk to them as an adult, like, you know, music aside, hip-hop aside, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have to start dealing with some real issues and in our music, but using the power of our music, using the power of our influence using our promo teams, I don't care what it is, but hip-hop has allowed us a lot of different resources and tools to be able to, you know, spread our propaganda and educate our young people. Absolutely. Straight up. And, and speaking of working together, which is something we need to do more as, you know, artists in the game. That's right. Would you ever see yourself doing a collaboration with Percy at 50 Cent or... Absolutely. You ever, heard of, you ever heard of Sugar Free? Yes. Sugar Free... One of my favorite MCs. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. would never, ever, ever assume that I'd be somewhere listening to Sugar Free to Pimp. But, you know, Sugar Free is a great poet. I would love to do a song with him. I would love to do songs with um, people that don't do what I do because I'm just a creative person. Right. I, I like to explore creatively, I like to go a lot of different places. And some of the stuff that I'm working on now is like not typical of my sound or my music, but it's, okay. I'm trying to, um, you know, just reach a lot of different people. And so, like I said, I don't want to box myself in or be isolated to the point where, you know, that's what people don't want to hear because it's not fun or because it sounds too too much like the truth, you know what I'm saying, right. and so on and so forth. But I do want to be able to mix and match. I'm doing a, a project now with um, um, a youngster, guy by the name of Little Dude. He's like... 12, 13 years old, mm-hmm. young shorty, he, you know, he's, he's all about his swag, he's all about his style, young kid, and, and he's plugged me with a couple of different artists that, you know, do not match up with my style, but we're going to put some things together, you know, I stand mm-hmm. on my square, they stand on their square, and we put it out here. That's what and it's I, about. And I collaborated with a lot of artists who are 
quote-unquote street rappers or, you know, gangster rappers or whatever mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, those are our soldiers, and those are the people that, you know, are outside of the system already anyways. Right. And we're trying to basically break this system to pieces anyway. So I want to deal with the people who are already outside the system and already understand what that's about. I want to right. talk to those outlaws. I want to talk to those thugs and gangsters. I want to talk to those people, the D-boys, yeah. who don't care. You know what I'm right. saying? They, they out here already. They done, they, done, they done disbanded from this concept of this system. They done already did it. They done already showed us. Right. And they don't right. care. Right. They, <laughs> they don't. don't care. They don't care. They, are, they, they identify the themselves. That's right. They're mm-hmm. on the front line. And they're identifiable. You can drive around any neighborhood in America and you can point them out. Because why? They have a certain dress code. Why? They right. have a certain code of conduct. They do certain things to let you know they don't give a fuck about this shit. Exactly. You know, they're not caught up in the illusion. They're not caught up in the hypocrisy. They're not caught up, you know. And a lot right. of us, a lot of us, quote unquote, so called educated, quote unquote, so called political conscious, whatever, we get caught up. You know, we get caught up in the ideal of the illusion uh, working for us one day, somehow, some way, or something like that. Right. I don't know what it'd be, but, um, you know, I, I want to pair up with those, those, those different kind of artists. I'm, I'm trying to pair up with some gospel artists, you know, who deal with okay. things in a in a in a different realm and in in on another level and attack uh, attack the devil from another level. You know, I want right. to deal with some gospel artists. I want to deal with some um, some soul artists, some poets, mm-hmm. some poets. I'm looking for spoken word uh, artists for a couple of my upcoming things that I'm doing. So, I mean, I'm wide open creatively. Okay, and, and that's so important as, as far as longevity. And placement in the the game is concerned, so that's that's mm-hmm. great to know. Um, and in reference to that, would you consider yourself your music revolutionary music or just music? You know, it's it's both. I consider it both, and mm-hmm. that's because like literally, when in, in my train of thought, in my school of of, of upbringing, um, everything we do has to be revolutionary. Right. Like no Which matter. Which means. Which, which which actually means that we're doing it with a, a, a conscious intent on creating a certain change, right. constructing mm-hmm. a certain change or deconstructing something to create mm-hmm. a change, mm-hmm. <laughs> and doing it in a in a in an innovative way mm-hmm. that attracts the people. It's, it's it's mostly about the the masses of of our people who. You know, represent what hip hop really is about. Mm-hmm. Hip hop is not represented by the five songs you hear on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is represented by the hood, and everybody right. knows that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that. That's where the five songs you hear on the radio get their juice from, from the hood. So exactly. we, we we basically um have been um, expressing it as um, revolutionary music, and um you know that. I, I talk about that in my music too, as that word being something that people don't like to touch, or people don't like to say, or people don't like to market, or people don't want right. to um, um, present themselves as that. But you know, ever since I was younger, I was I was shown and taught that you know that's what you're supposed to be. Um, either you're accepting your oppression or you fighting back. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I don't know no other way. So right. It's time to hold the parents accountable, start raising these babies. That's right. Um, and now that hip hop has become, you know, matured, hip hop is standing on its feet now. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. though it's thirty, only thirty some years old, it's standing up now. And so, you know, we got to really seize the time, as they say, and, and, and speak truth to power, as they say, and put put all of these things that we've known and learned um, into effect. Because the other right. thing that I've really been dealing with lately is trying to communicate the fact that a lot of things from our past, a lot of things from our history, our parents our parents' days and all of that, you know, they they got a lot done. They got really far in what they were doing. They they, they accomplished a lot and succeeded yeah. in a lot and, and and you know, things that, you know, our generation couldn't even fathom having to having to really stick to and be committed to for that many years just to get a little bit of progress, you know, just to get a little bit of breakthrough. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that we have to really start reflecting on now because if you let our school systems and the mass media and these big companies, you let them have their way, our story will be erased in the next 10 years. And, and yeah. we won't know about that, that, that critical point in our history in this country where we really stood up and we really fought and we really won some battles. You know what I'm saying? They, 
they would rather have us starting over from scratch, thinking we ain't accomplished nothing, thinking we 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 ain't got to where we at already. You know, and and we we have won a lot of battles, and we have came a long way, and we still got so much more to go. But you know, it's it's important to always remember how far we done came. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So we ain't got to be starting from scratch every generation and shit. Exactly. Um, how do you plan to capture the audience that doesn't feel and understand revolutionary music? Well, um, through a lot of different um, mediums, movies, music, uh, through online, um, mm-hmm. different different things that we're doing online, where I think that, you know, the climate of the country and the climate of the world pretty much right now is on the brink of of something, some sort of breakthrough, some sort of everybody knows something going on. Everybody's on their tippy toes. Prices is hurting everybody. It's really not um, discriminant on, you know, certain people, but it's everybody's hurting. Everybody's pissed. Everybody understands that we in this critical situation here, and we basically staring at um, kind of um, like a, uh, what do you call it, like um yeah, a breaking point. We stand at a breaking point where everybody has to really realize that, you know, it's time to choose your side. It's, it's, about, it's about that time that everybody has to say, okay, well, you know, I got to do for me and mine, or I have to really um, just kind of wait for somebody else to see if these people in government get it right or whatever. And I think people are starting to make that, draw that line on their own. And so mm-hmm. and so our music, I'm, I'm, and this is something I'm learning and I'm, and I'm humbled by it all the time, is that how my, the music that I've been doing, I've, I've, I've been doing it since I ever started writing my first rhyme. This is the kind of message wow. I wanted to produce. This is the kind of MC I wanted to be. And so now, in 2008, more than ever before, my music and my message and my movement is being received like never before. And, 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 and I have to sit back and reflect and sometimes realize that, you know what, because now everything ain't fun for everybody. Now right. everything, everybody is kind of looking for cover. Everybody is kind of looking for some sort of guard, somebody looking for some sort of armor. They're looking for some sort of something out here to equip them to be able to deal with what's going on out here. And right. that's what okay. I meant when I, about our hip-hop that we came up on in the early days. I mean, Ice Cube was giving us armor. He was giving us things that would help us understand what we was dealing with and what we was going through. And so... That's just an example to say that now people are turning to their music, turning to their entertainment for different things now. They're not just looking for fun. They're actually looking for some sort of some sort of guidance, some sort of preparation because the the leaders of the so called leaders have proven that they don't really know what they're doing or that what they want to do is go to war and take your kids with them and so on and so forth. And now people are starting to realize and wake up on things that hip hop has been teaching and preaching since it started. Now right. the rest of the company, I mean, the rest of the country is starting to say, okay, well, wow. You know, now they're starting to deal with these things on every day on CNN that hip-hop been saying forever. And so yeah. now, you know, now we're we, we, we dealing with a certain relevancy within the music and within Diva Fidel that it's kind of like these new ears and these new consumers, they're being drawn in just based on their own life circumstance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they can they can relate to the revolution now more than they can relate to bling bling, you know. They can't. Right. Everybody, you know, more people can relate to the revolution than they can to bling bling, and that's for real. People might want to fantasize. People even at the bottom of the revolution might want to fantasize on bling bling, but you know, at the same time, um, on some yeah. everyday stuff, you know, the, right. the people, not just black people, but the people in general, are really sort of starting to, you know accept that, that certain change in the air, you know what I'm right. saying? And people want to hear that message now of change. People want to hear that message of of something new and, and, and break breaking through what we've been going through to break on to something new. I mean, that's the conversation of the nation right now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and that falls right in line with what hip-hop represents. And we both know if most artists had that creative space, they would probably make different music. Oh, no question. Um, And that leads to my next question. How do you feel about... um? capitalizing off of the music industry because a lot of artists are in the game to make money. You know, we all want to be prosperous and survive. Um, would you say that that's something, that's a goal of yours as well? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. I want, I want, I want, I want Bill Gates money. God damn it. 
ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, I think that um, it's for us to be able to, us meaning um, the people, uh, it's, it's for us to be able to kind of uh, control our own natural resources. Like you said, like hip-hop is it's a billion-dollar industry, and I talk to right. the kids about this in terms of, uh, in terms of careers, in terms of independence, in terms of entrepreneurship, um, it's a lot of different aspects, and it's it's, it's major, major money being made. Goddamn yeah. right, I want a lot of it, and and, <laughs> okay. and that's a major uh, thing that I think that um, I think that um, our, our leaders in the past and our movements from the past have always stressed the economic component to our freedom, to our independence, to our yeah. uh, us being able to control our own destiny, us being able to educate our own kids. Like, you know, we have to have a certain amount of resources mm-hmm. that we have, that we control, not nobody else that we got to go through. And so, I mean, it's ultimately those same things because what we've been, what I've been doing uh, thus far has been, you know, very, very, very minimal budget or support or, um very uh, you know limited money but we we do what we got to do in order to maximize and and ultimately i think that you know you know we we put in the work and we make our deposits within the community and within our people and you know we'll be able to make our withdrawals one day or our babies will or or their babies or something like that that's, that's right <laughs> no doubt let's come together and prosper people that's that's right. what we need to do and, and that's what that's right we got to come together that you said yeah. because we're not going prosper as much as we could if we're not together. And that's where our, our power lies. It don't matter if we got, which we do have these isolated uh, millionaires, isolated wealthy black black people, um, and, you know, they're off in their own world. They're not united with the people who need it or their own people who need it. And right. that's a serious problem that we got to start looking at. Yeah, that that's the the biggest problem between in our race specifically to me is mm-hmm. that we do not have that unity. Um. But tell us specifically what kind of projects you're working on to uh, try to achieve this. Yes. Um, <laughs> this goal. Yeah, it's dope because um and you know um right now uh, I'm in Milwaukee. We're planning for our sixth annual Summer of Peace Citywide Youth Rally. That's, okay. Um, something we do annually, um, and and this is a it's a youth-led initiative. And we we bring a lot of community organizations and uh, after school programs and different uh, social service programs together for a big day in the park. It's, it's basically what started to try to teach the unification to the kids to show that okay we can bring these different organizations together for this one day to help spread some of the resources to the community. We can spread some messages of nonviolence, violence prevention, and, and start young promoting the positive with these kids and because they get so much negative propaganda they start believing that they ain't shit they own self they start believing that they're going to go to jail and they're destined for drugs they own self and so we just you know thought it was like ultimately necessary to create um mm-hmm. something that was an ongoing thing and we we have different programs that that go on throughout the school year after school programs um lecturing programs with the young men mentoring programs art arts and crafts programs that kind of uh, all come together and build up to this event that we do. It's going to be on August 8th um, this year. It's on a Friday. And so that's really exciting. That's the myspace.com slash S-O-P-M-K-E. There's some info on that. Um, and, you know, we always looking for supporters, sponsors, volunteers, anybody who in the area can plug in with us. That's one of the major youth things that we're doing right now, that we're planning for right now. Also, um, I'm, I'm um, releasing for free a download project called Power Move, with me and one of my comrades named King Tone from here in Milwaukee. Okay. Uh, he's, a, he's also a Taste MC. We did a side project it's called Power Move, short for Powerful Movement, and it's basically a very relevant and urgent um, call to action. It's, it's, it's a kind of a radical project. I ain't going to say it's that radical, but it's, it's sort, of, um, sort of along the lines of talking to that street audience about some social, political things, you know, kind of politicizing our street game out here. Right, You know, because right. it's, it's all political and it's all uh, yeah. coming down on us. And like you said, that's our front line. So it's, it's trying to speak to our, our street soldiers and trying to politicize some of the things that they're dealing with. So that's called right. Power Move. We're doing a um, digital giveaway for that for that uh, release. It's a full album, all original shit. It's, it's real hot. And I'm going to be greatly appreciating uh, all the different 
feedback that we get off of that because we're going to try to turn it into a national discussion to be able to, you know, use the, the album as kind of um, just uh, just some leeway into some major conversation about Absolutely. about politicizing our young people and about taking hold of this stuff that's going on in our communities and not just acting like it's just part of the, you know, this is just, this is just how it go. You know, little kids just got to get shot. Grandmom and them can't walk to the store because they right. scared us. And, you know, you're from Chicago, so yeah. you know how it is, you know what I'm saying, yeah. around these areas. Like, it's it get wild and to the point yeah. where people are living in fear and people not really understanding yeah. what's going to happen next. And, you know, then then you think about how we deal with it as adults, but then our kids are traumatized a lot of times and they pushed off to school and kind of expected to do great learning and, and pay right. attention in class, but, you know, they're dealing with some psychotrauma of gunshots and, yeah. you know, drug addiction and alcoholism and, and a lot of different things in the community that we got to just stop and just start talking right. about. we got to start communicating about Absolutely. these things. Absolutely. Open discussion, definitely. Exactly. And, and, and basically, it's a, it's a healthy uh, conversation to have. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday about um, – Starting, uh, they asked me to talk to come talk to some young girls at this uh, all girls school about sexuality. You know, would wow. you come talk to these young girls from a male perspective about sexuality? And I was like, so what? Are, what are they dealing with? What, what's the issue at school? And he like, you know, the young girls are dressing provocatively, and mm-hmm. you know, they they're not carrying themselves in the young lady like fashions. And we want you to come and tell them, you know, what that really looks like from a from a man's perspective. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, let them know what men say about them when they wow. walking around no, in tight clothes. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, those kind of conversations, you know, those are preventative, you know what I mean? That's, that's what a Absolutely. lot of times as adults we got to really remember. And even as, you know, I do I do freelance journalists, I do promotions. People know me from doing a lot of uh, event promotions and, and graphic design, multimedia stuff. And I do a lot of different things where I can reach a lot of different people, but, you know, the conversation always comes back around basically to the same part, you know, same, to the same point is that, you know, what we're going to do about this crisis we're facing, what we're going to do about these 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 kids that's being basically kicked to the wayside, and it's not their fault. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what 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 we doing in Milwaukee to get back to the original question? There's a couple of different um, initiatives to um, kind of like uh, solidify our youth programs here in the city. I got a, a Taste MCs live at the rave. It's a DVD that we pushing online okay. as well. I just launched a um, another website called Milwaukee Talkie. Dot com and it's um, basically a blog site where people can find out what's going on in in in, in my stronghold of Milwaukee and they can okay. also um, be able to kind of add on you know and, and give us some conversation about what's going on in their hood and, and give us a block report and so we can start building and exchanging these ideas so we create nice. different platforms and different uh, forms of conversation and and I got a couple other things that I'm working on actually another uh, website I'll, I'll let Rap Fanatic in on this one is uh called HealthyHipHopTalk.com, and that's coming, and it'll actually be a forum where people can exchange the different ways that they're using hip-hop in their communities to empower people, mobilize nice. young people, um, kick off political campaigns, um, whatever, create businesses, so on and so forth. Hip-hop is being used as a catapult for so much, so we want to be able to say, you know, here's a, a forum where we all can build and exchange ideas worldwide, you know what I'm saying, right. about what we can do to take care of this, this phenomenon we call hip-hop and, and, and use it to help us rather than letting everybody else use it to destroy us. Exactly. So so you have music, you have uh, videos, um, you have events, um, and you have a huge web presence. Yeah, right. I have a, a multimedia company also, gpivision.com. Gorilla Promo International. Gorilla Promo. Yeah, Gorilla Promo International is um, a company started by me and my brothers, basically as a one stop to service some of the small businesses mm-hmm. um, in our area, and you know be able to provide some of the promotional services that a lot of startup businesses and a lot of people who don't have a lot of resources that they still need: business cards, flyers, websites, photography, so on and so forth. And that transfers to the artist community. We able to help our artists do mixtape covers, do party invites, do a uh, um, nice. Collaborative concert events, you know, the whole nine. So, for all of you out there listening, <laughs> if you, you know, have an inkling to want to support this brother, you know, know that he's on his grind and that he is doing 
what needs to be done to get out there. So I definitely respect that. I appreciate um, it. One more thing, um, not one more thing, but another thought. Um, I heard you mention Taste MCs. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yes. Um, Taste MCs. Um, T-A-S-T-E-E-M-C-E-E-S. We have a collective of artists, not just MCs, but visual artists, producers, DJs, um, poets that we um, that go under the go under the umbrella of the Taste MCs, and um, that that actually was started um, on some very family oriented levels. <laughs> My mother used to own a uh, a nightclub called the Taste here in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. And um, I started hosting a hip hop night at her at mm-hmm. her at her venue. Okay. And so all of the MCs that used to come down, they got labeled as the Taste MCs. Nice. And so and so we carried that 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 whole banner, the Taste MCs, and we start basically doing compilation projects, giving artists a chance to collaborate, giving artists and producers and DJs a chance to perform and travel and and really sort of get their grind and, and help each other out, sharpen each other's source. And so that's that's where it started at. That's where we at today. We got artists in different cities. We got um, DJs in different mm-hmm. cities. People doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's toward a healthy hip hop movement, you know. And one of the other things I failed to mention, but I, I would love to add into the to the uh, interview is I'm also doing a intercontinental project um, that I call right. intercontinental yeah, hip hop. That's uh, with a label from Cape Town, South Africa. Um, we met. Um, through one of our associates, and we actually are putting together a album with material from South Africa and material from me here in Milwaukee. So their label and me and some of my artists are collaborating via the Internet, shooting our wave files and our MP3s back and forth, beats, rhymes, the whole thing. And so we came, we coming out with some, 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 some crazy stuff. And also we have a video called War Drums, been getting a lot of great feedback, a lot of good um a lot of good feedback uh, about the video which is actually yeah. filmed in Cape Town and filmed in Milwaukee. They send me their footage, we mashed it up, edited it all together and, you know, we got a great project. And it's something that's um that we trying to take it to another level as far as uh expressing not only our hip hop and our in our English language and our American culture and our hoods but to be able right. to connect our hood back to Africa, like you know, we we talk about Africa and we and we talk about how we love Africa and so on and so forth. But the technology and the hip hop uh, uh, itself has allowed us really to connect and to reconnect. Right. They love right. hip hop all over the world. They love MCN. They love the way we do what we do here in America. And so you know, the internet, MySpace, and and so on and so forth has been just such a, a great tool for independent artists mm-hmm. to be able to connect. I got. Um, uh, a couple different tracks I've done with a producer in the UK, and I mean, you know, these guys are promoting that good Viva Fidel over there in their own countries, and you know, we're trying right. to make trying to make moves on that level too. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm definitely gonna keep everybody informed nice. about how that project is developing. We about about six, seven songs deep in it, and we're gonna try to pull together a whole project. And so they like remixing some of my songs, like doing African versions of some of my songs. And I'm going to take their songs and do some American versions of their songs, and so we having fun with the project. And absolutely, it's, it's uh, it's you know, it's that world music vibe. It's it's it's, it's really hot. And that's revolutionary as yes, well. Indeed. Yes, indeed, <laughs> revolutionary. Let me ask you, um, how can one see the video? Um, is it online? Absolutely. Um, YouTube.com/slash DivaFidelTV. Um, you can hit up my myspace.com slash Viva Fidel Mix CD. Um, you can pretty much Google Viva Fidel, you know what I'm saying? And find and out everything that's get, going get on. Get up on it. I got another site called thisisvivafidel.com, and that's sort of one of them social networking joints where, you know, you can really get interactive and, you know, we can do some personal one-on-one discussions. We can really build on some, some, some powerful things through the blog, through the videos, and uh, we're utilizing that tool to the fullest of our capabilities to be able to nice. connect with our folks from all over the world. And if you did know, now you know. If you did know, now you know. Um, it's, it's a lot of different sites that the, the movement is represented on. So 
definitely check out the videos. We got a um, we got a little time left. Actually, I'm gonna play a little bit of this uh, war drum song for the people right now. Okay, great. Break and um. Then I'll, we'll close out with a little exercise I have. Oh, you have exercise. <laughs> a little mental exercise. Yeah, a little mental exercise. All right, this is called War Drum. Levi Fidel, more fire. Yeah, yeah. The war is on at home. This is the battlefield, solar land we standing on. From revelations to genesis, hip hop's the proverbs pushing the exodus. The people power is under attack. The pigs out of control. It's time to fight back. History is now. It never stops repeating. You gonna have to apply all that revolution you reading. You gonna have to start bleeding for that God you believe in. I'm talking about fighting evil in high and low places. I'm talking flesh and faces, names and numbers. I'm talking Turner and Tubman. Freedom is bubbling. Let me tell you something. Hip hop is a weapon, this is your gun This one is for killing, this is for fun You gotta know who to shoot, that's what pops always say Liberation is the worst, I'm scared to say These days it look like some awful times ahead So we spread the lessons, say get prepared Modern day disasters is next to expected Still explanations get neglected Cause everybody is so entertained Babylon killers in the street, simple and plain No shame, but that ain't gonna keep going down We bring out the war drums, some in the underground some in the underground Bring out the war drums Some in the underground Who I am, and so 
Um, that's that's a very, 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 very loaded word. <laughs> it's, it's that's the exercise. <laughs> okay. Um, tell us how you feel about the word bitch. The word bitch is sometimes synonymous with the word women, mm-hmm. and um, I think bitch is uh, it's a deep uh, it's one of those words where you know people have placed their own definition on it. And people have uh, embraced it based on the rebelliousness, I guess, of the word and and, and mm-hmm. the, the terminology itself. But um, I think, you know, I think uh, it's another adjective that I like to throw around from time to time. Okay, <laughs> that's honest. <laughs> yes, indeed. And in reference to that, uh, tell me how you feel about the word nigga. The word nigga is a very, very, very powerful word, mm-hmm. and um, I often you know, am called to task about the word because I do use the word um, mm-hmm. quite frequently, and I'm and I'm and I'm pretty comfortable with it. I'm mm-hmm. also called to task because there's that's one of the also words that we have to explain um, to young people and to the old mm-hmm. people who don't understand why the young people deal with that in the way that we do. Um, and so, I mean, it's broke down in a historical context, you know, um, it's broke yeah. down in a, in a present day context. But it's again one of those words that we've um, kind of defined for ourselves um, that other people have defined for us, but it's a deep, 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 historically ancient word um, mm-hmm. that you know people should probably do a little bit of research about and figure out you know what, what's so powerful about that word and why is it so loaded, you know, and why is exactly. it so potent? Just that word, and so you know that's deep. That's deep, and that's, that's, that's one of those words that um you know they'll be trying to figure out for ages and shit. Yeah. Like Good advice. Research, go my people. Research. research. Straight up. Research the different spelling. N-I-G-E-R-N-E-G-U-S-N-I-G-G-E-R. You know, it's, it's so deep. It goes it goes way, 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 way back. So, Word. You know, people got to He think told us it. he was a teacher, so he gave us a couple of different yes, <laughs> spellings. So. Yes, indeed. Definitely research. Um, and last but definitely, definitely not least, Africa. Africa. Um, when I hear that, when I hear that, I really think about how how desperate our people are right now for knowledge of themselves. Um, our babies right now are so desperate for knowledge of themselves and for some sort of foundational concept of their own culture, rather than you know um, we just out here living and eating hand to mouth and trying to see the next ball game and check out the next video and so on and so forth. Right. You know our our, our kids. Um, are missing the foundational structure um, that, you know, a lot of times can be just placed in their life just by putting Africa in their life, putting a sense of Africa mm-hmm. uh, in their life. Because it's not about necessarily the place or going to the motherland physically, but it's about being somewhere in your heart and, as they say, Sankofa, being able to return to the source of where everything came from. Beautiful. So, And that's how I talk to the kids. If we can't talk about Africa, we can't talk about Africa Bambada. <laughs> Forget about right. it. Right. Or hip-hop. Or hip-hop. At all. <laughs> we can't talk about Bambada and the forefathers of hip-hop if we can't talk about Africa. Exactly. Because, you know, we connect our our rhythms to the drum. We connect the DJ to the drum. We connect mm-hmm. the beatbox to the drum. We connect the MC to the griot. You know what I'm saying? The graffiti to the hieroglyphs. You know what I'm saying? So right. the break dancing to, to our tribal dancing. And, right. and so on and so forth. So we really have to think about, you know, What's in us? What's in our DNA? And, and, and what ain't never gonna go no matter no no matter what they do to us, no matter what we put through, you know we gonna dance. We gonna we gonna double dutch on beat and sing a song. Like who who else does that in the world? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's exactly. real. Who else, who else jump from the free throw line and do a 360 dunk and stick their tongue out and, and fucking nobody does. nobody <laughs> it's does all that. connected. Yeah, it's, it's all, all connected. connected. It's all real. It's all relevant. You know what I'm saying? And uh, tell us, Viva Fidel, why should we listen to? You and your music. Um, well, basically, you should listen to Viva Fidel music um, because it's preparation music, and, uh, and 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 everybody needs to be prepared. And mm-hmm. if you knew that something was about to come down, would you want to be prepared, or would you want to just keep acting like you didn't know? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm giving you an option. Uh, everybody know that it's some serious stuff going on that. You know, the the public and the masses have been misguided for years. And so now we're saying, okay, we down here on the front line with this hip-hop movement, and we at the heart of what's going on. We the brains of what's going on. Listen to it. Listen to it and, and get some preparation lessons out of it. Get some 
armor and, and some uh, protection for your spirit and your mind out here in the world, and um, you know you you'll be able to use it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, it's like a toolbox. It's it's a resource Absolutely. guide. It's a manual. What's that saying? Success is when preparation meets opportunity. Then you have it. Exactly. That's what Viva Fidel is all about. Man, it it has been a pleasure um, to spend this time with you and pick your brain and hear about some of the things that you're doing and working on. It's definitely an honor. Um, And I'll make sure Rap Fanatic uh, knows about what you're doing and, you know, we can come together and bring this truth to life. We're going to definitely bring the Rap Fanatic uh, stronger presence in the Midwest as well. I'm going to help make that happen. Absolutely. Well, if there's nothing else, <laughs> long well, live you and your music. Word, long live rap fanatic, lady son. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely not the last time. Indeed. So we will catch you on the flip side. All right, and All um, right. everybody, make sure you tune in blogtalkradio.com slash viva fidel, and um, we'll check in with y'all on the next show. Peace. That's right. Let's get it. All right. Peace.